Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. We had a real smooth transition from me going from there to here, but the, the new piano player got really excited about greeting people. So she took too long. But so she can feel good, everybody's way better. Hey, Andrew, how you doing? Good. There we go, there we go, there we go, there we go. Hey, if you can, please grab your Bibles real quickly and stand with me. And we are reading, we're going to read just a little bit today, but Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. This is probably in my top 10 of my favorite stories, passages in the Bible. Mark chapter 5. And we're going to start reading at verse 22. 24 through 34, just 10 verses. When you got to say, I got it. I got it. You don't got to say, hold up. I don't have it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got to hold up. I got you. Got you. Mark chapter 5. Some of you got digital Bibles. That's cool. And then it's also on the screen. I'm reading from the NIV version. And it says, a woman was there who had a sickness that made her bleed. It lasted for 12 years. She has suffered a great deal. Even though she had gone to many doctors, she had spent all the money she had, but she was not getting worse, but she was getting worse, not better. Then she heard about Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. <clears throat> she thought, I just need to touch his clothes. Then I will be healed. The King James Version says that she can touch the hem of his garment. Next verse. Right away. Somebody say right away. Her bleeding stopped. She felt in her body that her suffering was over. And once Jesus knew that power had gone out from him, he turned around in the crowd. He asked, who touched my clothes? 31 says, you see the people, his disciple answered. They're crowding against you, and you still ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around. He wanted to see who had touched him. Then the woman came and fell at his feet. She knew what had happened to her. She was shaking in fear, but she told him the whole truth. And 34, I love it. He says, dear woman, your faith, somebody say your faith, has healed you. Go in peace. You are free from your suffering. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to spend time with you. We pray, Lord, that today's word is a life-changing word, a word that we can take from this place. And Lord, take it out in our homes, in our jobs, in our ministry, in our life, and spending time with you. And we give it in the glory and the honor of your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. <coughs> While you're being seated, I want you to do me a favor. Um, look at look at a neighbor. Don't matter which neighbor, just look at them. Which one, look at the one you like the most. And I want you to touch them real quick and say, you got it. Do it again. Now tell somebody else, say, you got it. You got it. Now hurry up and cross your fingers so they don't give it back to you. Hurry up, cross your fingers, cross your fingers, and so they don't give it back to you. Anybody remember that game? The it game? Maybe I'm too old for this, but we used to play a game called It. I never knew what it was. All I knew was I had it. It was the game that when people come up to you, they touch you, and then they cross something on their body, and then you got it. And the whole object of the game was to try to touch them when they wasn't paying attention, so they had it. 
The thing about it, though, being it was lonely. It wasn't fun, because most of the time you was the only one that was it. Can I tell you a story? So when I was a kid, when I was a kid, we went on this trip um, with all the cousins got together, and we went on this trip with our aunt, and we went to uh, we went to Texas. And it was our first time in Texas, so we were so excited. We were on the road, and then we were driving and stuff, and then we got to the place where we were staying, and we started playing the it game. And I was it first. And I was it for a long time. Like, I could never tag people. Because, see, I don't, I don't know about your house, but my household, we changed the rules for the it game. So I found my cousin, and she had her, she was just chilling. And so I touched her, and she said, uh-uh, my shoestring's tied. I waited, I found her again, her shoestring was untied, right? And I tapped, I said, ah, oh, my hair tied. My hair tied, this tie. I got my shirt tied. She always had all these rules. I was it for three days. <laughs> three days, I was it. Three days, nobody talked to me, nobody touched me, nobody messed with me, because I was it. I was it for three days. Do you know how what that does to a kid when you it for three days? Even my aunt was playing the game. She didn't even want to talk to me. Um, aunt, can I ask for breakfast? Uh-uh, you got it. I'm like, like, what? What's going on? And so I had it the whole time. And so one night I got smart. I got real smart because I was tired of being it. So I went to sleep, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I went to everybody, and I untied anything that I undid their hair, uncrossed their arms. I uncrossed, I don't care what it was. I saw a piece of string. I threw it away because I tagged everybody that night. Then I woke up that morning. I put on a bow tie. I tied strings around my head. I tied all my shoes three times. I just make sure that I was straight. And then I woke up that morning smiling. I said, why are you so happy? I said, because last night I got all of y'all. All of y'all it. Every single one of y'all. Y'all it. And my cousin said, did you tag me? Absolutely I did. She said, well, my eyes closed? I said, yes, they were. She said, I was cross-eyed at night, so you still it. <laughs> Come on now, what? Changing the rules on me, because she didn't want to be it anymore. Have you ever been it? Have you ever had something that separated you from people? Even worse, something that separated you from God. And you figured that you couldn't tell him because you had it. You couldn't tell God the secret. You couldn't tell God this problem, this issue that you're having because you felt like you had it. You felt like you was by yourself, that this sin, that this dark secret is keeping you away from God. You felt like you had it. Have you ever had it? This story, this lady in the Bible, she had it. She had it for 12 years. 12 years, if you know anything about this culture at this time period, uh, when she, when the woman was going through uh, this process, this problem, this issue of bleeding, she was considered unclean. So unclean that she had to be away from her family. She couldn't hang around anything, anybody. If she touched something, that thing was considered unclean. You couldn't be around it. Can you imagine her being separated from her kids for 12 years? From her family for 12 years. And you've got to think that people started noticing who she was. She spent all her money on all the doctors. She's getting sick. So her body's probably getting weaker. And she's walking. And nobody won't reach out to her. Nobody won't talk to her. Nobody won't help her because she had 
She had it. Have you ever had it? Have you ever had or do you have something that's going on in your life that you're scared to tell anybody or show anybody or even more importantly, show God what it is? Have you ever had it? Can I just go ahead and skip past a lot of stuff and tell you the truth? All of us got to get all of us have something in our lives that we really need to take it to Jesus, but we won't because we feel like we got it. But this lady, she couldn't take it no more. She said, I can't take it no more. I don't want to have it anymore. I heard about this man named Jesus, and he can heal me if I can just touch the him, the bottom part, just a piece of him. I know I will be made whole. Today, this morning, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to push you to the point that you need to touch Jesus in some way, in some fashion, somehow, before you leave here today, no matter what it is, touch Jesus and you can be free. If you just touch him. Let's go through this really quickly. So how do we deal with the it? Number one, how do you deal with the it? Press through the crowd. Press through the crowd. If you're taking notes, this is the time to take some good notes. Press through the crowd. And let's look at the scripture, Mark chapter 5, 27. Then she heard about Jesus. She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. It doesn't sound significant when you read it, but when you think about it, she pressed her way through the crowd. Remember I told you, because of what she was going on in her body, she wasn't allowed to be around anybody. She wasn't supposed to be around the crowd. She shouldn't have been doing any of that. Remember I told you she was paying all her money and she started getting worse? So now she's not even at full strength. Imagine a little kid pushing her and she falling over. She's tired. She doesn't have the strength or the energy. But she pressed her way through the crowd. There's a crowd around Jesus. There's a crowd of people who are wanting something from him. And she decides, even though I got it, I am going to press through the crowd. I don't know what your it is today, but you need to learn how to press through the crowd. The crowd could be people. The crowd could be how you're feeling. The crowd could be the doors of the church. I don't know whatever it is. You gotta learn how to press through the crowd. Stop that people hold. You ever had somebody, you had a good day, you was happy, and then one person said one thing to you and messed your whole day up? You gotta press through the crowd. You can't let small stuff bother you and keep you away. I, I remember uh, I was trying to get some people to come to church, and they were like, yeah, I'm gonna come to church. I'm gonna come to church, no problem, no problem. And one little thing happened. Man, my, the washing machine messed up and ate up all my white socks. So now I can't wear no socks. So I can't come to church. But you just wore sandals yesterday. Why you can't press through? You, you see what I'm saying? You got to learn how to press through the crowd. Whatever your it is, begin to press through it. Don't let that bother you. Even if the crowd is pushing, even if the crowd is trying to keep you back, you keep on pressing through the crowd. How do you get, how do you deal with the it? Press through the crowd. Number two, how do you deal with the it? If you can't touch Jesus, 
touch something that's touching him. If you can't touch Jesus, touch something that's touching him. So I imagine this woman coming up behind. She, she thought that all I need to do is just touch the hem of his garment, the King James Version said. So I can imagine this woman, she's very fragile, very tired, pushing through. I can imagine her humping down and, and moving through the crowd. And I can imagine the crowd is higher up trying to reach to Jesus. So it's probably easier for her to sneak down low. And so she knows she can't get to Jesus, but her faith is so strong that I just want to touch just a piece, just a hem of his garment, just a snippet of him. If you can't touch Jesus, touch something that's touching him. She never touched Jesus. Keep reading through the story. She never touched Jesus. She only touched something that was touching him. What are you saying, Chapel State? There are some times that I even meet as a pastor, I need to get a prayer through. And sometimes I got to find somebody who I know can get a prayer through. Yep, you know what I'm talking about? I need somebody who holds, mm, gee, I know that, I knew that's going to go through. I know, I know. My mama is a praying fool. Don't tell my mama I said she was a fool. I don't even know if we can delete that on social media. But anyway, she will pray her heart out. My mother used to wake up in the middle of the night praying for me. I thought it was a ghost because my mama prayed for me. Every night she's praying. And so I know if I'm never struggling, I know that my mom can get through. I'm going to go talk to her because I know she's connected to Jesus. There are certain people who I know that if I'm having an issue or a problem and I need help and I don't feel like I can touch Jesus at that moment for whatever reason, I will go to somebody else who's strong. It's talking about being around somebody who's strong in the faith. This is why I come to church. This is one of the main reasons why I come to church. Because if I'm having a bad week or I'm having a bad day, I at least know somebody in here has had an experience with Jesus, and I just want to be around something that's been around Jesus. Am I making sense? It's funny uh, because what we'll do is when we have problems or issues, the first people we typically go around are the people who are not connected to Jesus. We'll ask people, this is so funny to me, if, if y'all do this, Say it ain't you, or just look straight at me so nobody knows. I, I hate it when I see couples need counseling and they go talk to single people. It don't, it don't register to me up here. It, it, it don't make sense. You need to talk to somebody who has experience in what you, I, I don't like it when people go talk to people, I got financial problems and I'm going to go talk to somebody who's broke. Hey man, let me show you how, let me show you what I did last week. No, bro, don't show me. Matter of fact, show me what you did last week so I don't do it. <laughs> you gotta be around somebody who's connected to what you need. She didn't ne she never touched Jesus. She only touched something that's touching him. What I love the most is that she touched the hem of his garment. What I love the most. She touched the hem, the bottom part of his clothes. So she had to get down low. And she had to get down low, even to the point when she around feet. Feet, some dirty stuff. Anybody like feet? Don't put your hand up. Don't worry about it. She had to get down low. She had to get down low to, 
You almost got it. She had to get down low. You see the position that I'm in? She had to get down low. If I can't touch Jesus, I'm going to touch. If you're not praying, how do you expect to touch Jesus? She had to get down low. She had to get down. I remember an old school church. We would be down at the altar forever. Laying here, praying, trying to get to Jesus. It's amazing to get to somebody so high, you might have to get down very. If you can't touch Jesus, touch something that's touching Jesus. Number three. Last point. It's your issues that bring you closer to Jesus. See, the truth is, all of us have it. So the lady in the story, if you remember, she heard about Jesus. She had an issue, she had a problem, and then she heard about Jesus. And it was only because of her issue that she decided to go out and seek him. The very thing that you're trying to keep from God is the very thing that he wants to address and fix. It's the very thing that you have to bring to him. You have to. You have to bring it to him because it's your very issue that brings you closer to him. There's some issues that I have. I'm just sorry. I probably won't ever share with everybody. I can't. I don't know if I can. I have a small circle of people that I trust, that I tell this stuff to so they can walk me through it, so they can help me. But if I can't tell anybody, I know I can tell Jesus. And as a matter of fact, he already knows the issue. So why should I keep it from him? It's your very issue that gets you closer to Jesus. It might be a reason it might be a reason why the struggle may be hard. It's not that God won't take it away. It's not that he can't take it away. But maybe he's using it to say, hey, can you trust me? Hey, can you not call your friend and call me? Hey, can you pray with me? Can you, can you talk to me? Can, can you bring that problem to me? I can fix it. Oh, man, I can fix it. I already know what you're going through. I already know people who already been through what you've been through. I can help you if you just bring it to me. Here's my question for you this morning. What is your it? What's your it? What is the very thing that if somebody else found out, it might make you close up? It might, maybe your it is, I struggle with what I look at on the internet. Maybe your it is my attitude. Maybe, maybe your it is my conversation. Maybe, maybe your it is people that you go hang out with. Maybe your it is something with. Maybe your it is something so dark, so quiet that you don't want to share. Maybe your it is a bad uh, relationship that happened. Maybe your it happened sometime in your household when you was a kid. Maybe it's a dark secret that everybody was keeping from you and you found out and now you have it. And you think that that it is separating you from everybody else. You think that it is separating you from God, but it is it is the very thing that he wants to address. I'm even willing to bet that he wants to address it now. Will you stand to your feet real quickly? And I don't know what your it is, 
I'm not asking you to come to the microphone and say, hey, my it is this and I struggle with this. I'm not telling you to go through the week and just announce to everybody, hey, this is my it. I'm definitely not telling you to get on social media today and type out all your it's. I'm not telling you to do that. But what I am saying is, can you at the minimum, at least, can you right now confess your it to God? That's all I want you to do. If that means you say it in your head, it goes to come from your heart, that's fine. If that means you blurt it out in your mouth real quietly up under your mask so nobody else hear it, that is fine. But can you bow your heads and can you close your eyes? And just for one moment, can we just all think about our it? And can we confess that it right now to God? God, I need your help with this. God, my it is this. I struggle with this. God, let me confess that I have a problem with this. Can you begin to talk to God real quickly? Just tell him what it is. I don't care what it is, just tell him what it is. Even you that's watching online can go type it, but just I want you to confess right now. This is my it that I want God to help me with. Now, after you have told him your it, Let's begin to pray together that God will help you with it. He'll help you with it. He's not going to just take it away. He wants to help you with it. So he gets the credit. So he gets the honor. So he gets the glory. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, right now, we thank you right now for all of us who are struggling with it. Lord, this thing that has been separating us or had us feeling like we've been separated from people, from family, from friends, but more importantly, God, separating us from you. But we know today through this woman's example that it is not a problem if we bring it to you. So, Lord, we confess our it right now. And, Lord, will you help us? Will you teach us how to press through the crowd, regardless of people holding us back, trying to stop us, trying to convince us that we don't need you? Help us to push through the crowd. Lord, help us, Lord, when we feel disconnected, to get around people and things that are connected to you. Help us, God, to put somebody in our lives that knows how to pray. Put somebody in our lives who knows how to read the Bible, who will walk us through those steps. And more importantly, God, help us to realize that it's our very issue that brings us closer to you. And so, Lord, we thank you. We give your name the glory. We give your name the honor. And we give your name the praise for helping us deal with it. And it's in your name that we pray. Let your heart say amen. That if you have faith, if you really believe it, will you don't do this for me, but if you have faith that God is going to help you with your it, will you begin to clap your hands and make a little bit of noise for God and say, God, thank you. God, I appreciate you for helping me with my it. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.